the first thing I notice and I cringe about every single time is how quiet I am, how insecure I was, how I felt. Because when I watch those, I, I know how I felt. I felt insecure. I felt um, judged. I felt like people, like I had such a like self-esteem issue, right? I have such a self-esteem issue when I first started and it was the hardest thing to break out of that shell. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Tribes and Vibes with Marmar. This is a new podcast that I'm starting. We are hanging out. I am chilling. Good to see y'all. I'm trying to get rid of that for the stars there. Anyways, my name is Marmar and welcome to Tribes and Vibes. This is a new podcast I am starting. I'm all braided up. Thanks to my wife. Um, yeah, she's in chat. So welcome everybody. Again, my name is Marmar. You guys know me as Marmar Gaming. You guys know me on Twitch and Facebook. I stream pretty much almost daily. I would say five times a week, five, six times a week at most. And I decided to start this new podcast. This is the first episode and I'm titling it Adapt or Get Left Behind. The reason why I titled it Adapt or Get Left Behind is technology, man. We all struggle with it. We either get too flustered with it. We, you know, we, we struggle with it. Like we don't want to learn it. Right. So when it comes to that, the reason why I started saying that is because I want to show that we need to adapt or get left behind. And when you don't adapt, then you are just setting yourself up for failure. By that, I mean, you are setting yourself up to not be successful. I got to remove that. Sorry. There we go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. But anyways, <clears throat> let's start off with this streaming thing, right? Let's start. Let's start off with this streaming thing. I started streaming in 2018. I was um, testing the waters, right? I'm testing the waters, trying things out, seeing what I could do. And th it was overwhelming. It was very, very, very overwhelming. And by that, I mean like learning things. How do you do this? How do you do that? And there was times during that that segment of my life when I first started getting into the streaming thing, like really, um, I would pick I would pick things up and I would stop because it was too overwhelming. And I needed to get over that because I had nobody at all to teach me how to do the streaming thing other than the resources that were available at the time, you know, YouTube and nobody was doing big things like, you know, Harris Heller at the time was like literally just breaking into it and, you know, being your stream doctor and all that and just learning what I can, but also not having access to the exact same type of equipment that he was using at the time. So... It really, really like was hard to get into at the time. My very first stream, believe it or not, was a Final Fantasy game. Nobody knew me at the time. I played um, Final Fantasy Dissidia on Twitch. Nobody, nobody seen that stream. Nobody, you know, there was like one person. Oh, hey, hi, I'm new here. Like just popping in. Right. And 
it it was a rough start it was like very discouraging my very first month of streaming was very slow very very hard to get into and it it's it's a rough path to start streaming to get into that stuff and it's a rough path learning to do so <clears throat> but come come time like a year after that right like i i put it down i stopped 2019 2019 is when i um decided that i am going to really like pursue this from a from from a business perspective the reason why i chose to take it from a business perspective because we always say oh i just do this for fun i just do this for fun like you know it's always it's always like that in the beginning right we like like for me it was for fun obviously but i started think putting myself in a business mindset what do i need for this to be successful what what should i be doing for this to be successful because just doing it for fun can only take you so far and we say that we say that and then we when it i feel like it's a cushion that we put there for ourselves because if it does like if it if it if we said we just did this for fun and it worked out and we blew up it's like yeah man i had i had this idea and i pawned it out and it just worked out for me you know but you could say that but if you fail then you have that cushion or that landing to say yeah i just do it for fun it doesn't affect my life it doesn't i just do it for fun right so I, I started putting the business aspect thinking on my stream, not, not for money, not for profit, not for any of that. It was like, if I want to be successful, I have to start applying these practices th that I would the same way I'm running a business. You know, I got to meet, I got to meet demands. I got to meet supplies. I got to plan my content. I got to start that way right not just hit go live and you know if this works out that's cool that's where i'm getting at this this is why i wanted to share this podcast is mainly because i want to share my experiences about how i got started and about where it all started and about being consistent about looking at different areas to grow your platform as a brand not just streaming but if you're like getting into making music or deciding to do YouTube or deciding to do, you know, any sort of social media, you got to plan. And we do social media for fun. Like we consume it, we make it, but at the, like, if you, you could turn anything you want on the internet into a business, you literally can. And I'm not trying to take away from like, what a stream supposed to be, which is interactive fun, which I try to do, you know, like I try to be interactive with my chat and all that. I try to really, you know, bring something else to the table. And I find that what I bring to the table is some sort of knowledge, some sort of inspiration, some sort of um, guidance, because I'm always answering, you know, inboxes. How can I get started? How can I, you know, I want to do what you're doing. How did you blow up? How do you have so many followers? How do you have so many viewers? Why is your chat so active? Because I watch a lot of these um, streamers that are just start starting out. You know, like the saying is true. Rome wasn't built in a day. 
it it's really true because there was there was times where I was in your situation. Say you're just starting a stream. You're a month into it, two months into it, three months into it, and your growth is stagnant. You're nothing's happening with it. And you got to start looking at things. Why isn't this working out for me? What am I doing wrong? What can I do? And don't throw yourself a pity party. That's all I got to say is you just got to analyze things, what you can do better by going back to watch your your content and see where where you can improve. Because if I can go back to my earlier streams compared to now, the first thing I notice and I cringe about every single time is how quiet I am how insecure I was, how I felt in, cause when I watched those, I, I know how I felt. I felt insecure. I felt, um, judged. I felt like people, like I had such a like self-esteem issue, right? I have such a self-esteem issue when I first started and it was the hardest thing to break out of that shell, being able to talk to a group of people, being able to express myself, being able to be judged on my character, my beliefs. And it, it was very, very tough starting out. I, I, I don't know how I got through it, you know, especially the lateral violence part of it. You know, we experienced a lot of lateral violence and I talk lateral violence all the time. I even had a couple people on my posts on this page that I post, tell me to shut up about lateral violence. And I, I'm never going to shut up about lateral violence. Uh, we're all, we're all crabs in the bucket. At the end of the day, you try to leave that bucket. They're going to try bring you down 100% of the time. They don't want you to leave because you're trying to be different. You have your goals, your dreams, your ideas, and you want to express those and you know what you want from them. You know where it could take you. But there is um, there is people out there that don't want that for you. You know, they they really don't want to see people succeed. And it sucks. It 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 does suck. It's it's unfortunate, but that's just how things are. And a lot of the times it's unintentional. A lot of the times people don't realize that the things that they say or the things that they do can really hurt somebody. You know, they, they can really hurt somebody. I could say, say there's, um, say you have a group of friends, right? And this is not for you to analyze or question or whatnot. Like say you have a group of friends and no judgment of character, or whatever, like, if you're going to be, you're, you are consumed by what you're surrounded by. If those two, three friends that you hang out with daily or weekly or anytime put you down in a, like in a fun teasing way or whatnot. And as soon as you have an idea that you're like, Hey guys, what's like, you know, they're your boys. They're your, they're your friends. As soon as you have an idea, hey guys, I'm I'm gonna start streaming. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start streaming video games. And they laugh at you and they put you down in a sense. They they don't mean it in a sense that that they're trying to hurt you. They just don't believe in you the way you believe in yourself. 
and it and and you they, even if they mean it jokingly like it's so easy to break a person and compared to if you surrounded yourself with people that are like hey guys i'm starting to stream um yeah can you guys help me i was like yeah bro man you can kill it you have a great personality you're gonna go far like you believe that 100% of the time, you, you know what? They're right. It's a confidence boost. They're right, man. They're, I'm going to go far. I'm going to take that. And I found, I found that, found that out early on. And I got to give a shout out to one of my boys, like one of the, one of my biggest supporters ever. One of my brothers, uh, shout out to chance claps. I, I wouldn't be here without that guy. I say it all the time. But when I first started streaming out, I didn't know Chance at the time. And he found me some some way looking through streams and whatnot. Uh, he thought he found out I was Native American. He, you know, he was like, that's cool to see. That's cool to see. And he lifted my spirits because going back to that that segment of like who you are, who you surround yourself with, um, the lateral violence, all that. When I very first started out. I would share my like my streams to like pages and I would always get put down. You suck. Your gameplay sucks. Oh, you 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 sound funny. You have a thick accent. You know, like I it stuff like that hurt. It really did. Oh, you suck at this game. You should just quit. Why you even stream, man? You have zero viewers. You have one viewer in here. It's probably your it's probably your cousin. And Shout out to Chance Claps again. Like Chance was a freaking the frontline warrior for this channel for the longest time. He was out here defending me. He was out here taking bullets for me and putting these guys in their place, banning people, you know, like, like it's so, it's so, it's so surreal, man. Like people put me on this pedestal as an indigenous person, as a streamer that, Oh, he's the first one to make it. He's the, he's the guy. He's the one. He's that Native American streamer that broke out. It's it's not true. I'm I'm definitely not the first person. Am I the first person to speak out on the issues we face as Indigenous people? The lateral violence amongst each other. The am I the first to try motivate, inspire these Indigenous kids, these teens, these youth, these adults that are find trying to get into the streaming the streaming space and they look up to me probably like i'll wear that i'll wear that proudly i will wear that proudly the the fact that people like like look up to me in that sense blows my mind every day blows my mind and i tell my wife about it every day i can't believe people look up to me you know i can't believe it and it's not not it's not a cockiness thing it's just that I don't believe in myself as much as you guys believe in me in that sense, if that makes sense, because I'm only human. I have, you know, my own issues and stuff and me streaming, me playing video games, me hanging out with you guys brings the joy to me in so many ways. You have no idea that I'm very thankful for the platform I was given the platform that being able to speak and hopefully motivate others. Like I, I know I have a huge following. I know I, you know, I, I definitely don't take it for granted. 
I definitely don't take it for granted. I hope I inspire the next, um, you know, 14 year old ninja that's indigenous. It's, it's not a race thing. I just want to see our indigenous people, our, our indigenous people rise up. I want to see our indigenous people succeed and take advantage of these tools that we are given. I want to see the end of lateral violence amongst our peoples, why we put each other down, why we try to bring each other down. I want to see the end of that. It's always going to be there. But if I can persuade, you know, five people, 10 people to be a good person, to treat and encourage others, then my job is done as a streamer. I've accomplished what I've accomplished, like I wanted to, to do, to change the thinking in oneself that, you know, you are who you are, you are what you think. And if you turn into a person that motivates and encourages other people, then my job as a streamer is done. At the end of the day, I'm building this community, this Facebook gaming community, this Marmar gaming community, the Wolf Gang, all of that. You guys know that. I I preach it. I It sounds corny, but if I can encourage you guys to believe that, then I'm winning. I'm, I'm by far, I'm winning this streaming thing. And that's what I want, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's surreal, man. It's very surreal. And there's so many things that I want to talk about on this podcast. And I know this is the only the first episode. This was more so an introduction for me to show who I am as a person. And for the people that know me and for the new people that are popping in to come say hi. Hi, hope you guys are all, all well. I'm sorry, I can't really, really read the comments at the moment. This podcast will be will be available on like Spotify and Apple as well. But I will be having like a question section near the end of it. Let's do it that way. Um, so let's talk about mindset. Mindset and openness. This is a big one. Technology. I'm 32 years old. I just turned 32 in January. And we got to talk about mindset and openness. The reason why I say this is because we need to adapt. We don't live in the era that we grew up in as when we were younger, if that makes sense. We're so quick to shun new technology. We're so quick to throw it down to the side. We're so quick to, to like not pick it up, right? Like, I don't need this. I don't, I don't know how to work this. This is stupid. This, we don't need this. Like, you know, it's very, very important that we adapt. It, it, I don't want to use this in a bad way or an offend anybody. But if you think of your ancestors, right? Our indigenous ancestors, they were, you know, hunters, gatherers. They were all over the lands traveling. And guess what? They didn't have the stuff we had. They just had to adapt. And that's what I, that's why I say like, you know, we need to adapt to survive and to provide. I say that in the most, you know, in the most kind way that we, if we had this mindset that we have now towards technology, then if we had that a mindset back then, we would not survive because we would look at something as simple as like, 
oh, I'm not going to use that. That I don't know how to use that. Like, like a bow and arrow or a spear. It's like, oh, I'm not going to use that. I'm going to go just hit it with a stick. I don't know how to use a spear or a bow and arrow. You got to look at these things. We today are like modern day. We're adapting. Technologies around us. We're growing up in our children's world. So we can't be so... You know, we have to learn how to use these tools that are practically free from a business mindset, because at the end of the day, we're still adapting, we're still surviving. And if you're not taking advantage of these tools, you know, you, if, if you're not taking advantage of these tools that are in front of us that are free to use with YouTube's right there to create, to, to market yourself, to to create your brand, to push your business, whatever it is, your business, whether it's streaming, whether you're opening an online store, whether you're selling music, whether you're, whether you're even a beater. This is one of my biggest things. The biggest takeaways from this. I hope you, I hope you, if you, you, if you know somebody that does beadwork, that makes, you know, arts and crafts, native American arts and crafts, if you know somebody and they post their stuff on Facebook and you see every, they, they say like they, they put in so much time and effort into this piece of beadwork, right? This piece of beadwork. And they're like, they're like asking, yo, man, this is my heart and soul. This is my work. I'm asking $400 for this because I want to provide for my family. I want to buy groceries. I want to get some fuel so I can do this and that. I want to take the kids to a movie. You know, and you got 20 other people. This is not a bad thing because I'm, I hunt for deals all the time. I hunt for deals all the time. And people are like, oh, that's not worth 400 bucks. I'll give you $200. Oh, and then somebody comes along. Yeah, that's not worth, that's not even worth 200. I'll give you $150. And then that person who made that starts to believe that that their work, their time and effort is only worth as much as they're willing to pay. But if you approach that from a business mindset, say you're a beater, right? And you like, you know what your work's worth. You put value on yourself. You put out value on your time and stuff. You can easily get that $400 that you're asking for. If you know how to market yourself properly. If you created a TikTok, an Instagram, a Shopify, a Facebook page even based around what you're doing, call it Mars Beadwork and be like, I could post my, my stuff for sale on my personal Facebook and get lowballed by my friends list. Give me a bro deal. Give me a, you know, any of that. I could post it in these groups that are doing that. Oh, that's not worth that much. Here, I'll give you 150. Or I can take it from a business perspective, upload, create content on my beadwork, me showing my beadwork, right? Like cool video, some music playing in the background, some me just beating and post that on TikTok and Instagram and keep doing that. And then pe then people, you are going to attract the people that want your stuff that want to pay what, what you have at your price. And I'm, I don't mean to talk about money or anything. I don't mean to talk about 
like all this stuff in such a attention, you know, way. I just want you to understand that with this online thing that we have the power to run our own business is at the tips of our, at the tips of our fingers. Right. And so now I have this content on TikTok, on Instagram of me beating and it's taking off people. I'm attracting the people that love what I do that are willing to pay for that. And then now I open a Shopify. Now I open an Etsy shop. Now I open an, uh, maybe I'll be an Amazon seller. Now I'll throw some stuff on eBay and all these people that are willing to do business with you, legitimate business with you. Now you're a business owner and now you have a following. Now you have a brand. Now you have people wanting to work with you. And then now look at this, this, um, that example I just gave you, I just gave you, you apply that to any logic to any thing that you're doing right now, whether it's a podcast, whether you're streaming video games, whether you are making YouTube videos, you take that same logic that I just gave you and you apply that. And then all of a sudden you're a business owner. Personally, I own two businesses that do really well. That's Marmar Gaming. You guys know that. Thank you guys so much for like the tips and the subscriptions, the paid subs, all of that. I definitely don't take it for granted because I find so much joy doing it. And Marmar Photography, you know, we got my one of my one of my cameras here. You guys know me. I've had work in museums. I've had paid gigs, all of that. And these are all things that started off as just hobbies. Once I started applying a business mindset of how to budget and manage and, you know, how to run things as a business, that's where things started changing for me to have various sources of income and doing things that I love. For years, I've I've been up in Fort McMurray welding for years. I've, I've worked for the man out there. You know what I mean? I, and it's not to say I didn't love it. I loved it. I love, in fact, I do. I tell my wife all the time that I miss working up in Fort Mac, not to be away from anybody, but just, I've just been passionate about welding, you know, and it's, it's surreal nowadays. You can have a job doing anything you want. Here's a here's here's something a social exper uh, experiment. I would recommend trying. Find something niche, something small, something that's not going to cost a lot to start up. Here's an example. Say you you want to make a little bit of cash. And like, you always like, we always make excuses. It's like, oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I can't pay for this. Here's a social experiment. Go on Amazon, order a car detailing kit. I, I used this example before. Go order a car detailing kit. It'll cost you like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Make a Facebook page, name it whatever you want call it, you know, Marmar's car detailing and on your Facebook page, record a video of yourself cleaning you some relatives, cars, etc., and name your prices. Say I charge 30 bucks. 
to clean and detail my vehicles, right? And I start posting pictures. I start posting videos. And then all of a sudden, people are messaging the page. Where are you located? How much you charge? Oh, that looks really nice. You did a really good job. Now. Now. Now you're a business owner. Now people are are paying you to clean a vehicle. You know what I mean? You literally just created a job and a business and a brand by ordering a $30 detailing cleaning kit off Amazon. And you literally started making money doing that at 30 bucks a vehicle for about an hour of your time. That's 30 bucks an hour. What are you getting paid at your normal job? Right? Like, we have so much power. We have that control to do that in this day and age. And I read an article and I watched an article last year. It's titled, The World is Flat. It sounds funny, right? It sounds hilarious. The world is flat. And... In that article, it talks about technology and how we're advancing the power of the internet. The It really influenced me and my mindset of thinking about business, about, you know, like the world is flat, meaning the internet is making waves so big that we don't have to work for other people or big corporate, excuse me. We don't have to work for big corporations or other people anymore. The fact that I can take my cell phone, open PayPal, and hire somebody to go, hey, can you go um, do this for me or paint my, or walk my dogs, etc. Here's Here's 10 bucks. Guess what? That guy has a, a dog walking business and I just paid him. And... The world is flat, is that we don't have to work for other people anymore. It's, you can work for yourself. All of a sudden, that car, that car de- detailing business that you, you tried out, making 30 bucks a car, all of a sudden, you're so busy and booked up that you can't do this by yourself. So I'm going to hire, you know, my cousin or my brother or my little nephew over here. Hey, man, I have this work for you. I'll pay you this because I charge 30 bucks a vehicle. I'll pay you 15 bucks to give me a hand and we'll, we'll go half down the middle. You take these cars. We'll go, we'll split it. All of a sudden we're both making 15 bucks. It was like, Oh, we don't have enough equipment. Let's take some of this money that we made and uh, buy some more cleaning stuff. You know what? Let's take it a step further. Let's buy uh, two brand new pressure washers that are, you know, top of the line and offer a full detail package for like 60 bucks, you know? It's, it's crazy. I, I, I had no intentions to like talk about all of this, but I'm just saying like where we are now, I'm definitely like the, it's the power is there for, for us guys. That's all I want to say. The power is there for us. And, um, we need to stop the lateral violence. We need to start encouraging one another. We need to start, you know, pushing our own indigenous and small business. That's one of the main reasons why, I majored in marketing is so I can push indigenous and small business. I can take it to the next level. I can, you know, 
help this person develop this for that. Another story around that was like the belief in ourselves, the, you know, the motivation, the inspiration that we lack, not only in, not only in ourselves, but one another as indigenous people. Uh, A few years ago, uh, me and a buddy went to go watch a Marvel movie, I believe. And jokingly, we like, Hey, yeah, this is going to be on our podcast or this is going to be on our YouTube channel, our review. And we laughed at it because we both know in our heads or in our mindset, it's like natives don't do that. Natives don't go make YouTube videos on reviews and stuff. That's for other people, not us because we're indigenous, you know? And we, we thought of it at the time as, as that we, we don't fit in there. Why sh- we don't do YouTube. We don't, we don't fit in there, man. There's no, people will laugh at us. Other natives will laugh at us for, trying to be different or trying to do something else. But anyways, yeah. So let's move on to this next topic here. Uh, Surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. Let's leave it at that. Surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals is by far the biggest thing. Like I said, you, you are what you surround yourself with. And at the end of the day, it's who you associate yourself with, whether it's people with, uh, you know, positive mindsets, whether it's people with uh, negative mindsets, that, that is the tone you're going to set for yourself. And I've, like I said, I've been through it. I've been surrounded by people that I like that are friends, right? When I, when I went through the sobriety thing, that was a tough thing for me. I had to stop hanging around with like certain people because it wasn't that I was acting better than anyone. It was more so about um, where I was and where I stood, like triggers and stuff and putting myself in these cycles, right? And I literally just went from there and I stopped hanging with certain people and I told them, I was like, listen, guys, I can't do the same thing over and over. I can't be doing this. And like, I'm trying to change not only for myself, but my daughter, and I'm trying to better myself and get out of these um, depressive states, depression and whatnot, right? <clears throat> and that is why that is why I changed my perspective and my outlook on things like that. It's, it's crazy to think about that, that we are what we... It's, it's the same thing with we are what we eat. It's the same thing with... Um, we are what we, you know, consume technology. I mean, everything around us, right? Thank you, Byron. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But anyways, I, how long we've been live so far, I'm just double checking things. 37 minutes. So I want to open the floor here for questions, guys, like any questions related to what I'm talking about, I'll definitely will answer them. I'm trying to keep these podcasts short. At least, you know, 30 to 50 minutes. So with that, I will open the floor. If you have any questions related to this or the stream or anything with your business and whatnot, feel free to ask away. I will start reading them now, mainly because I'm trying to keep a time frame on this. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. The first episode has been great. 
Next week, we're going to start looking at having guests on the podcast. And also for people that want to be on the podcast, feel free to join my Discord. So did you design your own logo and brand? That is a good question. I did. The wolf that you see here was a drawing that I came up with. Like I had an idea, a sketch, right? And then I got a buddy of mine to draw draw it out. And then I got a buddy who um, touched it up. Let's say that. And then we finalized the logo through Fiverr through a, a guy I was recommended to. <laughs> To start a small business and take it to the next level professionally, what type of education do you need? Okay, that is a really, really good question. I really, really enjoy that one. The advice I would have for that, if you are not like necessarily, you know, the the expectation from society is that, oh, you have to have a grade 12, you have to have, you know, post-secondary all of that truth be told you don't because there is there is grants and there is options there is options out there you just got to look into it and then you got to learn how to write proposals you got to make sure you put a little bit of money away because when you apply for these grants and stuff they want to see that you're making an effort for it that's the basic information i can give there's more to look into on that topic but the, the way I would go about it is to start writing these things down. Like, what are my goals? I want to open a, I want to open, um, a tattoo shop. Like you said, you want to open a tattoo shop. The way I would approach this is to literally, um, start writing down the things that you need, the costs, the rental space, even if you're going to work out of your own home in an area, right? Say, say you're not, um, you're not going to rent out a building yet, but you just want to get started. So you would, you would start by opening, you know, a home business, have a dedicated space that's certified clean and all that. I don't know like what you would all need to open specifically a tattoo shop with the, um, you know, what is it called? Sterilization practices or anything. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. So I would be the wrong person to ask. I would ask a tattoo shop owner, how did you go about opening a business? Like reach out, like reach, like DM a bunch of like tattoo artists that own shops on like Twitter and Facebook. Hey, I'm just curious. I'm an aspiring tattoo artist. One day I want to own my shop. Do you have any advice or how did you do it? You know, like reach out that way. But I will say there is grants for things like this. There is grants you can reach out. There is programs you can look into that will help you get into like what you're trying to do like business there's a lot of free grant i wouldn't say free but there's a lot of grant money out there for people that are wanting to start a business start a small business you know what i mean and it's you just got to do the research and then you got to start learning to put together a business plan or look hire someone to put together a business plan for you because that's one thing they want to see is that you have fun secured like doesn't have to be full funds, but like a percentage of what it costs to open a tattoo shop. Say you're opening a food truck and the food truck um, expenses that you have, like for the equipment, the vehicle, the permits, all that stuff. 
you say you average that out to like 100k and you put together a business plan what you're willing to do right down to what you're going to be selling right down to who your market is and then you take that and then you put away money like say they want to see you know 10 percent of i think it's 10 percent. the last time i checked with this specific grand place that that you are making an effort and that you did your research that you have all these plans and idea in play and that you have you know 10 percent put away you know what i mean that's basically it red sniper that's exactly what it is that's how i would go about it anyways because if you go on like canada i mean service canada website there is um, grants you can research. I'm just giving a quick look here. Grants Canada. Grants in funding. If you literally type into Google grants and funding from the government of Canada. And then basically you would look into uh, where you would start from there. There's a lot of um, a lot of different options that you can type in there. And um, like financing a new business, financing for in, um, innovation. Um, there's so much to look into. Like, it's overwhelming. I'll, I'll give you that. It really is overwhelming. But every like everything new, right? Like it's uncomfortable. And once you get comfortable, that then you know you got to keep moving, right? So you're doing the first step by asking me these things and I'm trying my best to point you in the right direction. So I would go that way just by researching grants and also looking into what I need or what I should be looking into in order to open a tattoo shop. Yeah. Uh, my wife started her own cleaning business and was taking home $300 a day for four hours. Give me one second. Let me finish reading that. Our overhead cost was $300 on supplies and that would last her about a week's worth of cleaning. Word of mouth went around and people started calling us and we had to make a make a Facebook page to control it. It was fun. See, that's a business, man. That is a that's that's a business. That's exactly what I was talking about. I was talking about like cleaning cars but you are literally doing the not the opposite you're literally doing what i just mentioned about cleaning cars but you're cleaning cleaning homes and stuff that's a literal business like if you're making like 300 dollars a day that's a good day compared to like taking a labor job and making 150 dollars you know 15 bucks an hour for 10 bucks i mean 15 bucks an hour for 10 hours a day you know the 150 dollars a day uh, it's crazy man it's crazy like you said these business things start as hobby but you added the business aspect i get the branding starting a portfolio yeah i i really don't know much about the tattoo industry i really really don't but I would assume it's something about building a portfolio. Um, I would look into starting an apprenticeship. Wouldn't you need an apprenticeship for tattoos? Because that would be the start, right? Looking into getting an apprenticeship. That way you can learn under someone. Um, 
And that way it looks good on your end that you're not just opening a tattoo shop just because you, you know, decided to. I don't, I'm not saying you don't need credentials, but it does help, right? That's the way I would go about it. Try look at tattoo shops looking for apprenticeships. Yeah. That's the way I would go about it. Homes? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I low-key have some stuff on the way. Like like my own plans, my own ideas, etc. That I want to get into play as well. I've been thinking so much and I'm trying to make things happen. I really, really am. Other than that, do we have any other questions? I'm open to questions right now. If you want to ask me like in person on stream a question that we can have a chat, feel free to join my Discord. My Discord link should be exclamation point Discord, I believe. Or I can post the link in chat and you can join the live stream. The live stream. Um, Let's see. Give me one second. One second. Here we go. Join my Discord if you have any questions. And then you can literally navigate to the Tribes and Vibes waiting room. And then I can pull you in and I can. Uh, let's see. Here's another question. Do you see a lot of streamers that aren't necessarily good at game? I see a ton. And that's not a bad, that's not a bash. That is not a, like, disrespect to any streamers. There, you don't have to be good to be a streamer. You really, really don't have to be good to be a streamer. You just gotta, like, find, be yourself. And eventually people will watch you because they like who you are as a person. You know what I mean? I should be a good example of that. I'm not you know, technically good at any, any like games that I play, right? Like I'm not like top of the line, apex predator, you know, I'm not Warzone kill race, 30 bomb after 30 bomb. I'm not, you know, none of that. You just got to find your audience and you will over time, as long as you're marketing and branding yourself properly and, you know, putting in the work and the effort it does to create a community. Like you will literally, you will, you will be a great streamer. If you stay up with those, you know what I mean? When you first started a YouTube channel, what do you suggest for on growth? YouTube's YouTube. I feel like in this day and age is really, really hard to grow on mainly because you are how many, how many YouTube videos are being uploaded every hour? Well, that's a question. Let's see. Let me Google that. How many YouTube videos How many YouTube videos are uploaded? Okay, here's a here's a awesome statistic. As of May 2019, more than 500 hours of videos were uploaded to YouTube every minute. That equates to approximately 30,000 hours of newly uploaded content per hour. So starting a YouTube can be tough. It's marketing yourself 
in the right way in order to gain an audience, in order to gain a following, in order to make a community, right? And so basically you would, I, I personally would just like the, the number one growth tool right now. And you guys hear me say it all the time, all the time is TikTok, TikTok 100% of the time. If you're doing a bunch of TikTok, and you're sharing stuff about your personality, you're sharing stuff about what you do, you're sharing your content, the content you are creating on TikTok, and then driving your audience or your community over to said YouTube. That would be my the personal way I would go about growing a YouTube channel in 2021. Um... YouTube is hard. It's mostly what's trending. Yeah, there's definitely ways. There's definitely ways to grow a community on anything like this Facebook page. Like the way I grew it, I think was like just putting myself out there as a Native American streamer. That's all like it wasn't a niche thing or anything. I was just trying to raise raise awareness and presence that we can be occupying this space. And I think that went a long way and then i made my channel specifically about like inspiring and motivating other content creators that are native american and i think that took off i think that was like my niche in a sense that i want to see you know people tackle this space that we're in i want to see people succeed i want to see people you know take off from this and that's where i went from it that is where i went from it uh let me see here let me see we are good there Yeah, we are good there. But anyway, anyways, guys, I am going to end the stream there. I am like two minutes over my stream time. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into Tribes and Vibes. And if you haven't already, hit that follow button here on Facebook. Hit that exclamation point notify in chat. You can check me out on Twitch at Marmar Gaming TV. Check me out on Twitter at Marmar306 and on Instagram. TikTok is Marmar Gaming TV. With that, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this evening. It has been a blast. I will see you guys on the next episode of Tribes and Vibes. Peace out, guys. <laughs>